Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I'm here, so... <laughs> I'm Shea Goodsaw-Xander, and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren, and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have... I don't, is that like you eat them together? Everybody tells okay. me to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw, like... <laughs> Howdy. I, I'm, a, I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I, I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. <laughs> I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Great. Very good. I like the hat. You bro. like the hat? Yeah. <laughs> Vava, this is J Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Sorry, this is a late pod. It's kind of an odd week for me in a lot of ways. So I uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm just going to answer a few questions, and then we've got a uh, McKelly Barra, uh, a couple rants from McKelly on the back end. We didn't want you guys to miss McKelly this week. So. We have those two things for this episode. Uh, be sure to go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk. Get The Athletic for $1 a month for 12 months. It's a ridiculous deal, honestly. If you aren't subscribed to The Athletic, now's the time. Go do that. It's an unbelievable deal. I promise you won't even won't even notice. I'm sure that there's... I don't even know what you could spend a dollar on that would be this good, honestly. Uh, I would be telling you this even if I didn't work for The Athletic. It's an unbelievable deal, so go do that. Uh, also, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, turns out our bosses are watching five-star reviews now. So you're going to want to go leave us a five-star review and uh, be sure to just uh, gush about us a little bit if you got the time and the headspace to do it. So appreciate it. Uh, okay, I'm going to answer just a few questions, and um, this will be a shorter show today. At Cody, son of Steve, why do some people want to trade Josh Giddy, and some people think he is a future all-star? What's up with his game that creates such division? Well, one, he's just not playing very well to start the season. And I don't think that is an indictment on who he is as a player, who he's going to be the rest of his career. Um, he's just hadn't played that well. He shot the ball better recently. And so that's been good to see. And, you know, he didn't close against the Warriors. I mean, this is stuff that we've seen before from Josh, but... Like we so easily forget how he played against the Pelicans in a game that really mattered. And I don't think we should forget that. This Thunder team's not going to, as an organization, not going to make rash decisions about a 12-game stretch, a 14-game stretch, a 20-game stretch. I still think they're going to play this very patiently. And Josh Giddy is still like very much a part of the plans. Uh, he still has all-star potential. Absolutely. Is it hard for 
everybody that has all-star potential to make an all-star team on this team? Yes. Sacrifice is going to be is going to be one of like the names of the game for the Thunder. And like the two guys that are going to rise to the top, and I firmly believe this, are going to be Shea Gilders Alexander and Chet Holmgren. And is it tough for J Dub and Giddy? Absolutely. Dub has been able to shine in different moments. It's harder for Giddy because he's just not a natural shooter. He still had his slob wizard moment there at the end of the game to get the ball to Chet. He's still very useful. But yeah, it's he is divisive. There's no question about that. Uh, let's see. At Ben Elephant King, what's more surprising the Thunder's offensive rating or Chet's EPM? Also, what is EPM? Uh, Chet's EPM is shocking if you would have told me that that's where it is. It's a, it's one of like the best all-encompassing stats. I, I honestly can't sit here and tell you that I know everything about EPM, but it's a good all-encompassing stat. Um, I honestly don't love all-encompassing stats anyways because I don't feel like it gives you a great, the best picture of what things are because I don't know that he's truly like a top 15 player today, uh, but it's cool. It's cool to see. Um... Appen Elf and King, would you rather be a Pistons fan or a Hornets fan? Uh, give me Pistons fan. There's too many gross things about the Hornets. It's gross. Uh, at, ben- at Bangelope, sorry, Bangelope. It's great to see Bangelope uh, and Ben Elf and King actually in Oklahoma City at the uh, Down to Dunk Night. Uh, and also, uh, Trav underscore is underscore funny is also there too. He's got a question here coming up. Um, thoughts on holiday specific cereal? Uh, out, out on it. Don't want it. Don't need it. It's um, it's a it's a marketing ploy, and they're just repackaging red and green food coloring bits. That's it. I'm out on it. Way out. Give me the classics. At Trav is underscore funny. Uh, Chet and Queso have been awesome to start the season. Do you think it is a product of the system or of coaching staff, or do you think these guys have that dog in them? I think it's both. I think you're onto something with your question because I do believe it's both. Both those guys have like this grit and intelligence about them that is going to allow them to be good basketball players from the jump, and they have been. I also think Mark Degnault and Presti and everybody else that's been a huge part of this team forming um, understand how they want to play and they're implementing it in a really awesome way and so i think that it's a lot of both because i think this team is a they're they're doing so good at playing together and allowing others to shine in different ways and Kaysom wallace has been a huge part of that too um obviously chet has been ridiculous like beyond ridiculous uh let's see at Baz 2335 is Isaiah Joe's contract, the single best value contract of any player in the entire NBA. Who is better? Do the Thunder have the best or deepest bench in the league? Who is better? Um, I I think these are questions that are good to take a deep dive on and not just like, answer quickly. So I'm going to put these in my back pocket and then maybe Alex and I can answer them or we can answer them on Friday. But yeah, great question, Baz. I'm going to like that tweet right now. And then I'm going to put that in my back pocket. Thank you very much. Uh, at Alex underscore Bowlerjack, how would you approach solving the rebounding disparity and how much importance do you give to their rebounding? Well, they're top 10 in offense and defense. They're 10 and 4. Obviously, the rebounding hasn't killed them. It has killed them in spots. Uh, I think part of it is they're one of the youngest teams in the NBA. 
they're going to get stronger. They're going to get smarter. They're going to figure out how things are going to play into their favor a little bit more with rebounding. I wouldn't, I just have zero concerns about it. They have gotten into the kind of offense they want to run. Mostly that is because they're able to play small with Chet at center. And when you do that, you're going to give up rebounds. So it's just like a give and take. So I just have no concerns about it whatsoever. Uh, let's see. At AF Drums, are we ever going to see Chet and Poku minutes? Lord willing. At Johnny Ho 34, any specifics on J-Dub's injury? I don't think so. I, I think it's obviously a, a day-to-day thing. I also think, hey, they're playing the Blazers on the second night of a back-to-back. Do we really need to push this guy? Um, no concerns whatsoever. Uh, at Dr. Clam, Medicine Mollusk, Medicine Clam, um, have you ever tried Gingerbread Toast Crunch? As a Cinnamon Toast Crunch fan, I'm pleasantly surprised. You know what? Bangelope, I take it back. I'm actually kind of in on this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, gingerbread Toast Crunch, I would love to try it. I'm back in on holiday cereals. That was a quick turnaround. I'm a very flawed man. Um, at JJ512, have you transformed as a fan from the first Thunder era, especially considering it's a profession now? How has excitement, critique, and joy shifted? Uh, it's a it's a, a good specific question for me. Uh, I appreciate you thinking of me in that. Um, it's changed a lot. I don't think I understood the inner workings of an NBA team as well back then. Um, I was a fake trade master rather than like really thinking of the team long term and what they could be. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, I was, I was like, they should just go sign David Lee. You know, they should just go get Ben Gordon. They should just go really, could they make a pitch to Chris Bosch? Like I honestly thought they could do that. Uh, and I didn't quite grasp the market size and all of that and everything that it, it entailed. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot that I don't, didn't understand then that I understand better now. Do I understand everything now? Not everything. I still have a lot to learn, but um, excitement. I still feel really excited. Like I, I love the NBA. I love following the Thunder. I love covering the Thunder. Um, my excitement has actually probably grown even, to be honest. Um, I just love the sport. I just love uh, the market and the team and the fans, like doing stuff like down to dunk night raises my excitement because you know we have been given an opportunity to bring people together and that excites me uh so like my excitement level is beyond what it was also i have you know kids that are really into the thunder now like i wake up in the morning and my 11 year old son who didn't stay up and watch all the games with me because it's just too late will just just so excited to talk about it um, so like that's another layer of it that just makes it even more exciting for me. So, uh, let's see. <laughs> Parker Colton won. Will we ever lose again? Yes, we will lose again. Probably, probably pretty soon. Hopefully not to the Bulls, but probably pretty soon. Um, let's see. At James Engel 29, do you expect, uh, Mitzich's role to change over the season or is he really going to be the 13th man? I know everyone is playing super well right now. But this is still shocking to me. I think it'll change. I think it will evolve. I mean, if if we've learned anything from a Mark Degnault coach team is that, you know, what happens at the beginning of the season isn't necessarily what's going to happen at the end. And we are headed toward 
and more solidified team. But I don't think we're there yet. I think I think we're going to see a lot of Vava at some point in this. Um, at Baz two three three five, are we second in the West and third in net? We are sorry, we are second in the West and third in net rating. What is it going to take for Andrew to stop pouring cold water on the hype train and embrace our full potential? Um, I I want to see. Can I get twenty five games? Is that okay? Can I get twenty five games? We got this easy stretch. They're doing so good. They're doing so good during this easy stretch. It's great. Their net rating is going through the roof. Their defense is up in the top five. It's great. Let's play some good teams. Let's get some good teams under our belt. Give me, give me, give me, give me three weeks. Is that okay? Can I have three weeks? Uh, let's see. This will probably be my last one because I've got to go. I don't know this isn't very long, and I apologize for that, but we'll have more content coming at you. I promise. I promise. Um, in fact... You can listen to me on No Dunks today. I'm actually I'm going to be in the Classic Factory if you want to watch it on YouTube. And then uh, I'm going to be on the Low Post as well, which feels so weird to say both of those. Uh, my level of gratefulness is through the roof. Um, so thank you guys. I mean, you guys are a huge part of it. Um, just listening and spreading the word about Down to Dunk um, means a whole lot to me. Uh, but let's end on a Wheat Bix question. At Jess2437. I am disappointed that Wheat Bix is not an American thing. That is all. You eat Wheat Bix soaked in milk with a coating of beautiful raw sugar sprinkled on top. Come on, guys. It is also a way of explaining actions. Too much Wheat Bix this morning. Strong. Not enough Wheat Bix. Interesting. I need I need to try it. I still haven't tried Wheat Bix. I would like to try it. I would like to. Um, I would like to. So... I need to I need to probably place an order for some wheat bix and maybe do a uh, down to dunk video from from down to dunk land at the uh, at the uh, desk and do a wheat bix taste test and let you guys know uh, what I think. So, all right, uh, I'm gonna give you guys to Michele. He's got a couple rants for you. Hope you guys enjoy those, and we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. It's Monday evening. Andrew is not podcasting with me, and so I'm quite mad. Um, I have takes. I have feelings that I that are generating inside me towards three takes. First take is well, if you if you, your strategy is intentionally losing, this will blow up. The second take is Victor Wembanyama is better than Chad Holmgren because he's doing everything by himself and being the fourth, I repeat, fourth option on offense is easy. So they don't compare. The third take is, this is just something that I heard on Twitter that we should really worry about Josh Giddy. So let's start from the last one. Please don't worry about Josh Giddy. You are probably not his agent you are probably not uh, his fiance or his mother, and so I I think that what you're trying to to say is OKC is playing well, and I don't see today Josh Giddy bring the value that I expect him to bring. First of all, this is completely natural in a phase where you add, as I said many times, you add a bona fide all star uh, or future all star in Chetongren, and things have to adjust because Giddy will not have the same possessions, he will not occupy the same spaces, he will not do the same things on the on the court. And since he's clearly, uh, at least on my eyes, the guys who has the less uh, efficiency on offense, and the and there are other three guys that are scoring at will at the moment, he's the one who needs to adjust the most, and and it's natural that he's struggling. But guess what? OKC is not struggling at all with Josh Giddy on the court together with their best player. Yes, when Josh Giddy is alone on the court or when Josh Giddy is out and Shea Gilgus Alexander can play with a just shooting lineup, things are working very well. And so if you see his plus minus uh, when he's off and when he's on, this wow, bad Giddy. Guess what? Even Chad Holmgren and J Dub have bad net rating. You know what? Because at the end of the first quarter and at the end of the third quarter, Shea Gilgus Alexander with spacing alongside him is a killer for second units. And this is why it's happening. But the units with Chet, Shea, Dub and Giddy are performing well, which is the most important stuff. Can you imagine OKC starting the, the with the first unit and just being terrible? This is not happening. So before getting into your like into your mind a little bit and thinking oh no OKC has to trade Josh Giddy no they haven't 
They, they don't need to. They need to spend the entire season watching how they play and finding new ways to integrate these four amazing players that they have. Because I've seen Josh Giddy in a very crucial moment of OKC season uh, in a play-in play tournament against New Orleans, being one of the most dominant 20 years old I've ever seen playing in, in, in OKC. Uh, like Eddie? No. Like Russ? No. Like Harden? No. But very, very good level. So I think that he can be special. Does he need to improve his shooting? Yes. Does he need to improve his decision making? Hell yeah. He makes some very questionable decision. Do I need to give up or uh, remove this guy from my side just because maybe um, a four man who can shoot is better today? Absolutely no. Be patient with Josh Kiddy because this will lead to better results. And maybe it will get to the same result, trading him. But we are not wasting time. I mean, there's no time to waste in trying to develop a very special, unique kind of talent. Oh, rant number two. I'm already more calm because I, I mean, I really like Giddy. Um, rant number two is about intentionally losing. And this will blow up. Guess what? Every single strategy will blow up for many teams. Very few teams are actually making it work, no matter what the strategy is. So, intentionally losing and correlating this with just building a losing mentality are two very different stuff. I've seen every single or, well, most of the games, <coughs> sorry, played by the Thunder uh, under Mark Dignold, being teams that tried to play competitive basketball. Sometimes with not enough physicality, sometimes with horrible results, like a game against Memphis a couple of seasons ago, where they lost by 70-whatever points. But mostly they were trying to create principles and an environment that worked. And when that thing clicked, you could see, oh, this team is not a team that is just rolling over. They are not just winning because they hit shots. They win because they are trying to build something here. And that something, without a center that can space the court, doesn't work. Guess what? They are trying to find that guy. And they found him. So, yes, they intentionally lost for just two seasons. Two seasons. And they went back to winning. How can you possibly generalize the intentionally losing kind of thing? There are many teams that tried not to build towards mediocrity and just let two, three seasons go, trying to develop the young guys, accepting losing, but building something, something, not rushing. Like Charlotte, I vividly remember uh, reading and listening takes like, yeah, they have to trade for Gordon Award, otherwise what can they do? Excuse me? I mean, you trade asset for a guy that is injury-prone on the downside of his career. For what? He didn't bring them anything. Like allowing uh, Lamelo Ball to just lose a couple of seasons and maybe draft the guy to play alongside him. Can you imagine Chet Holmgren alongside Lamelo Ball? That would have been special. Or even Paolo Banquero. Someone. Isn't it better than what Charlotte has today? So, intentionally losing and because you are planning in a very, very precise and methodic way, your future, giving yourselves the best odds to create something from the draft and also trying to build 
like a complex structure where everything works, where your coach, your players, your front, uh, your front office, your analytical team, they are all focused on the same direction. Even if you're losing in the process, but you are trying to build towards that, I refuse, I refuse to think that that is the reason why it blows up on you. It can blow up. I mean, you can build like an, an incredible team like the Clippers and still it can blow up on your face. You can build an amazing, you can draft an amazing guy like Luca without intentionally losing and things can go south. You can do multiple things. You can take James Harden on your team, KD and Kyrie, and this can blow up on your face. Anything in the NBA who is the most competitive basketball league of the entire globe, anything can blow up because winning, it's very, very hard. And it's not, and you cannot correlate intentionally, strategically building to have a high pick in the draft with blowing up. You can't. Whew, I'm ready for my first and last rant. Uh, and this is a fresh rant because, I mean, this take I just heard on a podcast. So I'm, I'm really itchy right now. I don't want to say, and please don't get me wrong, the point of this rant is not to say that Chant Holmgren is better than Victor Wembanyama. I have no idea. They play two very different um, style of play in their respective team. One team is built towards winning right now. The other team is built towards we need to be gross. We need to be put to put Victor in any uncomfortable dis- um, situations. We don't need to play him at the five where everyone knows that he can succeed. We don't need to play him with a point guard because we don't want him to be too good too soon. So these are the two strategies. I just don't want to hear from anybody that whatever chat is doing is easier or easy. It's not, absolutely not easy to do what Chet is doing today. Chet Holmgren is playing 30 minutes, is averaging 10.5 field goals, and this will be higher. Uh, It will be the second slash third option for OKC. He is scoring at a 62% from two-point range, 46% from three. He's taking four free throws a game, hitting 91% of them. He's he's, uh, nailing 7.8 rebounds, 2.6 assists, 2.1 blocks, and one steal. I don't care who he's playing with. I don't possibly care. What I know is that Chet Holmgren is on a on an average that is unprecedented for a rookie. It has never been done through 13 games, and he's doing it. Like, being 60% from through from two and 46% from three in 14 games is not easy. And it's not easier than what Victor Mbonyama is doing. Again, uh, switch the two. Maybe Wemby has better numbers. This is not my point. My point is that Chet could very well do whatever Wemby is doing and trying to create everything by himself, and maybe the results are worse. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that whatever Chet is doing is spectacular. That hitting 46% of his trees, it's not an easy feat. Being efficient alongside a great player like Shea Gilgis Alexander is not easy. It's not that because you have J-Dub and Shea Gilgis Alexander, you are by default efficient 
Ask Josh Giddy. Is Josh Giddy efficient? No. Is it easy to be efficient? Absolutely no. And this is the point. I mean, whatever chat is doing is awesome. Is not on a low usage. Because if you have almost 11 shots per game and for free throws, you are still handling 12, 13, 14 possession, 15 with turnovers. This is not a, like a low usage. This is not Isaiah Joe taking seven shots. And believe me, I love Isaiah Joe. This is having the second slash third slash fourth, depending on the night, usage on your team. And your team is winning big time. And Chet is part of the reason why it's winning. This is not easy. Is it better? Is it worse than what Wemby is doing? I have no idea today. It will be 20 games from now where we can maybe see if, if, if whatever Wemby is doing is better or worse than what, what Chet is doing. But let's not say, not even for a second, that averaging 17 plus 8 plus 2 plus 2.6 assists and 1 steal on 64.3 effective field goal is easy or easier because it's not. It's damn hard. It's the, the nature, the core of basketball to be efficient. And Chet, at 20 years old, um, is doing that for a winning team. So chapeau to Chet and chapeau to Wemby because guess what? He's amazing. He's freaking amazing. And this rookie, um, uh, this rookie class is insane. And this race for the rookie of the year will be amazing. Let's just not use the word easy or easier.